to More Creative. I'm your host, Ashley Wiley, and today we talk with Carly Karens, an illustrator at Age of Learning and ABC Mouse. Throughout our conversation, we talk about Carly's redirection from nursing school into art school. She tells us about her experience working for Disney Consumer Products, working as a color artist for Disney Publishing, and her experience creating drawings, graphics, and games for ABC Mouse and Age of Learning. Carly really is a perfect example of how hard work and dedication to your passion can allow you to achieve your goals, and she shares some great advice on how to do just that. I hope you all enjoy this one. Carly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Good. I'm glad to have you. So I just want to jump right in and, and learn a little bit more about you. So what did you think that you wanted to do when you grew up? Um, you know, I was always kind of creative, but um, I didn't I didn't think I was going to be doing a creative career, honestly. I think like if you asked little girl, Carly, what would you be doing? You know, when you're older, I probably would have said be like a, a killer whale trainer or something. I remember <laughs> that being really cool when I was little. But no, I, I really, I just wasn't quite sure. I really didn't solidify what I wanted to do as a career until I got to more of my, my high school um, life. And then I kind of knew that I did want to do something creative, but I really didn't have the confidence to go for it. And my family is works the, in the uh, healthcare field. So a lot of people who uh, have family in the healthcare field usually know that they'll try and encourage you to join in. Um, oh, yeah. Because it is good. <laughs> it's a job that will always be there. So there's always going to be a need for it. So that's kind of what I had over my head for a long time was, oh, you know, you know this is what you're going to do. So you're going to go and be a nurse and, you know, you can do your creative stuff on the side and whatnot. But so it took me a long time to actually make the jump. I did originally go to school, um, college, to become a nurse. And I, I had actually achieved and accomplished all of my prerequisites as well as my co-requisites. The only issue was is at least, I'm sure it's still the same way, but in the state of California, it's extremely competitive and very difficult to get into um, public nursing programs in the CSU and uh, community colleges. Extremely competitive. There's only so many seats and there are hundreds, if not thousands of people applying per semester. So the school at that time said, you've finished all of your education to graduate. You just haven't been able to get into a program yet. So you need to decide, change your major or leave school. You can't Ooh. just, right, you can't just sort of hang around um, in school, taking up enrollment space. So miraculously at that time, and I, like I said, I really love doing creative stuff, but I never, especially when I hit college, I didn't really take a whole lot of art classes. I don't really think I did until I switched my major. But right around that time, I was able to go for the first time ever in my life, and I was in my mid-20s, to Disneyland. And being a California native, never been to Disneyland ever in my life. And I went with nine strangers, only maybe four of them I had met through, I think we were friends through Facebook or something. And they were interns at Walt Disney Imagineering. And they had said, hey, you know what? We are interning here for the summer. Uh, you know, we're in California, you're in California why don't you come on down and we'll get you into the park and we can go to Disneyland. And I thought, oh, you know what? Okay, cool. Like, why not? You know, why not? So I did it. I drove down. I went to um, the park and it was an eye-opening experience. It was 
just it blew my mind um, being there and to be able to see a place that was once on paper that someone drew out and you know they painted it and you know colored it and they probably made a model of it and then boom there it is in real life that you could see it you can touch it you know you could even smell it <laughs> just I mean it was it was wild to me I had never really realized never set into my mind that there are creative jobs out there and it sounds very strange to hear that but in my mind I really didn't believe it like yeah there's somebody who worked as a creative as an artist full-time to help make this place a reality also being able just to go to the park and experience it as a guest plus simultaneously going with people who worked for Imagineering who helped build that place learning about the park learning design aspects as we were walking through just learning all that like I said it just completely blew my mind and that was right at that moment I realized this is it like this is what I want to do. I want to be able to make something like this where it goes from from paper to real life where, you know, you can go and you can experience it. It tells a story that you get to interact with. So that's what really made me change my mind and say, you know what, I, I really love being creative. I love art and I know I can do it. I just, I'm, I'm going to do it. So at that time, and especially because school had said you need to change your major, that's actually perfect timing. And I did. I switched my major to art and I worked, went to both a community college and I continued at the state school as well and I fast-tracked graduated out and I think like three semesters um, I was done. Whoa. So, yeah it was really really quick. I wanted another reason I wanted to get through school very quickly too was right around that time the state system was beginning to lose funding so all of a sudden uh, a lot of majors over a lot of disciplines were losing funding for classes so and I felt really bad for people who were still there because a lot of times they needed to repeat a course and they might have taken advanced drawing, but because there was a limited amount of classes left, they would have to repeat it just to get more units on their transcripts. So it was really unfortunate. I felt really bad because, um, you know, there's it's part of your graduation, part of your experience. Some of those classes were eliminated. So I, I just thought it's a really good time just to push myself get as much done as I possibly can and get out because I, you know, they were just losing classes right and left. I thought it, by the time it's over, I'll have retaken advanced painting and advanced drawing, you know, two or three times over. So I said, it's time to go. <laughs> Let's do this. Wow. So when you had that epiphany going into Disneyland and, and learning more about like the history of the park and stuff, did you have like a specific route you wanted to go where you're like, okay, I know there's creative fields, but I want to focus solely on the graphics or I want to focus on the design of the buildings or, or the design of like the things they're selling in the stores or anything like that. Did you have anything specific you were thinking about or were you kind of at that time just thinking really anything in this realm is what I'm going for? I think at that point in time, I was really kind of hoping that I would be able to work on a full attraction experience. So it was it was more or less like dark ride concepts, I would say. If I had to pinpoint something very specific, we could say that. It was something more about going into an environment that's completely themed, both exterior and interior. What's that going to look like? What's the queue going to look like? What are the ride vehicles going to look like? And then also to the point of what's the story that you're going to experience. So it was planning out, okay, where's, what's in this room? You know, what are you going to see? Okay, what's going to happen when you transition to the next scene? It was, it was definitely the story aspect of going through an experience from exterior and interior. 
Yeah, I mean, just having that mindset of being able to think about the entire concept and stuff in a creative way, I think that's a really cool perspective to have. Yeah, and it was, I mean, again, it was it was so new to me. I had no idea. I mean, just to be able to go that one time, it was a lot to process, but it was really inspiring because there are just little tiny details everywhere that you have, I mean, that you really have to appreciate and you have to really think about too. And every little part of it, inside and out, tells a story and helps um, immerse you in that environment, which I really thought was just outstanding. So that was really what I wanted to kind of focus on was that immersive experience and the story that you would be pulled into. Wow. I mean, also major props to you for making such a significant career transition in school. I think it is really, really amazing. I mean, at the time when you did start school, what were you feeling? I mean, I was excited. I was still definitely nervous about it, but I was also really excited at the same time because it was kind of something deep down in me that I always really wanted to do, but I didn't believe it was possible. And like I said, I always kind of thought, you know what, art is a hobby. And I was... I really with full respect was sort of kind of led to believe that as well. You know, like I said, I have family who, you know, they work in healthcare and they understand, you know, art, art's fun, you know, art's a little thing you could do on the side, but college is where you go to get a job. You get training for a trade, not for, you know, a hobby, something that you could do on the side, you know, do, do nursing, get that done. And then you can have art as a, as a fun thing. So I never really kind of believed that it was something you could do as a full-time job. So I was a little nervous, but it was just such a good experience where it just really lit the fire within. And I was excited to be able to go and do art. I kind of felt like, oh my God, this is it. You know, I'm doing what I need to be doing. When you graduated art school, what were your goals at that time? What did you think your next step was? The school itself was a little bit interesting. Um, Like I said, it was just a state school, um, CSU Sacramento. I love Sacramento, don't get me wrong. Um, but the program was just a bachelor's in art. It wasn't even a bachelor's in fine art. It was just a BA. So it, it made, even like going and teaching, it's a little bit difficult too. You have to do a little bit of extra education for that. But the professors there um, were very much based in a fine art reality. So me, me coming in there and saying, you know what, I'm going to work for Disney. I'm going to be an illustrator, an artist for Disney for a company. And I knew I always wanted to work for a company. I kept that portion of reality where... I want to work full-time, I want it to be a company, I want to go into a building every day, and I really think health benefits would also be awesome. That was the one thing I kept on to. It's like freelance is great, but I definitely want a full-time in-house job. But the professors there were like traditional fine artists. Their background was in fine art. So when you walk in there saying, I'm going to work you know, commercially, it was a big no-no. It was really hard for them to swallow. They really wanted to preach on to you that, no, you are your own boss. You know, you set your own hours, you make your own product, you know, you promote yourself and you don't, you don't answer to anyone. So it was definitely a little tricky. I, I don't think any of them really liked me that much because oh, I was no. just dead set on working as a commercial artist. So I think that was a, a jagged pill for them to swallow. It's funny, looking back on it, it's kind of funny. At the time, it was very difficult. It was kind of a little bit of a, a heavy cloud. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> looking back, it's kind of like, yeah, you know what? Especially when you succeed, it's like, yeah, I did it. You mm-hmm. know, I did it. But um, at that time, oh man, yeah. And they did try and push you. They did it to a lot of other people. There were definitely other artists in the classes who 
they understood, yeah, you know what, that's, I would love to be my own boss, but I would really like a nine to five too. Um, so a lot of them also kind of understood where we were all coming from. So the community of artists and classmates was really great. They were wonderful, but I always knew my main focus, even when I was still in school, was that just do your best, work with what you have, even though you have this, this outlook and this attitude that you want to work commercially, commercially and everyone else is kind of pushing you to, you know, be a fine artist, just focus on what you want. Um, but I definitely wanted to make sure that I aimed for an internship. So I was always applying, looking, seeing what kind of creative um, entry-level roles I could get, and then just doing my best to be eligible for internships and applying for them when I could. So that was definitely, that was my one narrow focus was, you know, everyone out of school, you know, gets an internship and so can you. So that's what I did. That was my, my main goal. So you also ended up continuing your education at the American Animation Institute and then on to the Art Center. So how did those education experiences differ for you? So American Animation Institute is a nighttime course set that is held at the Animation Guild in Burbank. And it's really great classes in anything from gesture drawing, character design, perspective, composition, there's animation. But what's great about it is that in your classes, there's a lot of industry pros that are in your classes with you because they're part of the guild. They'll enroll in these courses as well. Your teachers are industry pros. Um, so it's wonderful being able to work with them, get their perspective, hear their stories, you know, and you know, see what kind of art that they get to do as well and see what their creative process is. So that's why I jumped into that. I just really wanted to make sure I was always keeping up my skills. And I feel like artists usually always feel like they need to keep working. They, you know, they need to improve their skills. So that was what I wanted to do. And I always kind of knew that even after I got out of school, you're not done, especially as an artist, you're not done. There's still a lot more for you to learn. And I felt like even after my education, I still really needed to improve my uh, skill sets. So I jumped into that. And then for Art Center at night, what happened was is Disney internships at the time of when I graduated, they allowed you to apply for up to a year after your graduation date. And I think the first season that I applied, they had changed their rules for internships and it went from being one year out of graduation to six months. So I just lost six whole months of being able to apply, you know, anywhere from one to two application seasons. Sometimes they go by three months, sometimes they go by six months. So you're always kind of checking on the site. But I was heartbroken, absolutely heartbroken that they changed their rules. So in order to be eligible, I needed to be back in school again and getting uh, units. So I went to Art Center at night, which is a really, really great program where you can take legitimate Art Center courses for units. And the purpose of it is mostly it's just to kind of get a little bit of a sample of what life and classes at Art Center are like before you apply. So I uh, actually took a couple classes there and was able to become eligible again for internships. So one of them being you can't apply after graduation, but you could still apply when you're in school. So now that I was technically back in school taking classes worth units, I was able to apply for internships again. So doing that actually made me eligible and I was able to get an internship right after uh, one semester of being at Art Center. Oh my god, I've never heard of that sort of opportunity to take some classes as a way to sort of realize or figure out what it's going to be like to study there, but it's really cool that they have that as an opportunity and also extremely smart on your part to 
be able to take those night classes to still be eligible for your internships. Yeah, it took a little bit of creative thinking. I mean, I just knew that I couldn't give up on it and I knew it was possible. And I got lucky. I really did get lucky too. So tell me about your internship experience. So my internship experience was with Disney Consumer Products under the Disney Baby Division, which is part of Disney Store. And Disney Store is its own special entity. All of the products that are made are actually made in-house. It's not like Hasbro or Mattel or anything like that. It's all made in-house from start to finish. It's a vertical business. So it was really, really neat being able to go there. And at the time, their offices were in Pasadena. So it wasn't too far away, but we had our own special building offsite of the major Glendale campus. So um, it was really, really interesting. The internship itself was, like I said, for Disney Baby, and it was a graphic art internship. So some of the things that I had to do were to come up with logos and graphic designs for the fronts of uh, baby's t-shirts, coming up with pajama designs. Baby costumes are another item that they have as well. So they have a lot of really adorable costumes as well. So I got to work on some of those. There's also Layette. Layette's usually kind of a really special set that usually has one IP theme per launch. Got to work on that as well, which is usually they're like the cute onesies for um, newborns and stuff like that. It will include bibs, toys, um, some of like plush toys as well. And there's also bath toys too. So that's kind of what I did. I did a little bit of other intern things, setting up our um, presentation boards, uh, participating in meetings when we had to check through our designs before we shipped them out to factories, looking at samples, things like that. So coming from like having working at Disney as your goal, what was it like to then work on actual Disney IP? We were really lucky with Disney Baby because we were able to actually use a lot of different IPs. We weren't very restricted and we weren't tied to the new franchises either. A lot of product that's being made through Disney Store deals with the new franchises, which can definitely be really strict and kind of maybe a little bit more difficult to work with creatively. For some characters, there's only certain poses you can use. There's only a certain amount of images or art that's delivered as an asset that you can use. But with Disney Baby, you could really go for it. I know our t-shirts were broad spectrum, so it was just kind of an idea of, oh, you know what? I found this really cute image of Minnie Mouse. Okay, you know, let's go with this one. Or what an adorable piece of uh, stitch art. Let's go with this one. So we were really able to kind of pull from wherever we wanted and draw inspiration from that. We were really, we were very, very lucky in that way. But I think the hard challenge about the internship itself was just creating a product that either appealed to baby or to the parents. So, yeah, so coming as someone who was in the, you know, they're mid to late 20s. I don't have kids. I don't have that idea in my mind of, oh, this is really cute. I'd want this for my you know, son or my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little tricky that way. That was just that one little characteristic that I was missing. So that was definitely a challenging aspect of it. The art was a lot of fun. I loved it. But um, it was definitely challenging trying to make sure that I was able to accomplish that goal of making it an appealing product for the consumer. It's interesting to see that it's a component of also working with that medium as like a clothing item, but it's cool to hear that it allowed you a little bit more creative freedom and flexibility working with these very well-known IPs. 
Right. And I mean, there's definitely a lot of very adorable, super cute art on um, Disney's library that you can use. They have their own media uh, server where you can look up artwork that's meant for consumer products use. So it was a lot of fun going through that and picking things out. There were definitely moments where I had a hard time choosing. Um, <laughs> but that was that was almost part of the problem was that I would find something that, that was really cute. But I had to remember, OK, it might be cute art that I love. But is it going to be cute art that, you know, the parents are going to like or, you know, that they're going to want their kids to wear? So that was definitely it was definitely a hard balance. And also for a lot of new franchises, and this is this isn't just for clothing. This is for toys. It's for publishing. You have to work really closely with the studios as well. So sometimes studio heads from either Pixar or from Disney Feature will take a look at the product and say, OK, yeah, I I really like this or okay this isn't correct to the character model or, or things like that so you always had to be very careful of that as well when your internship ended were you thinking yeah like I really love working with clothes as a medium within art or at that time what were you looking to do after I had pretty much realized respectfully that I was I loved the fact that I got to work for Disney um but I really kind of knew fairly soon on that doing clothing design just wasn't for me. Like I said, I really struggle with that aspect of creating an item for a particular consumer. So I just kind of felt like, you know what, like with clothing and stuff, and especially because it was very much graphic design based, you don't, you don't really get to do a whole lot of drawing. So I knew that I wanted to do a little bit more hands-on, a little bit more uh, illustration based work. So I was hoping that I could still get back into consumer products, but maybe working with plush design, since a lot of that is um, hand-drawn. You will eventually vector it because it's the best way to deliver for factories for your samples. But I knew that I kind of really wanted to be more hands-on. So either doing toy design, doll design, or plush design was an, uh, an option as well. And I always still wanted to be an Imagineer even then. I really had never lost sight of wanting to become an Imagineer, but I knew it might still be a little ways off for me personally and with my skill sets. So I thought that consumer products would still be a really great place to go. But unfortunately, really, really hard to get back into. And again, Disney does have waves of where, you know, they obviously have massive layoffs. And I think there were a couple major mm -hmm. waves at that time where I was trying to apply and then all of a sudden, Budgets are gone. Uh, internships are eliminated. I definitely knew I still wanted to get in with Disney, but I just didn't quite know where. And I knew, okay, here I've got the consumer products experience. But uh, as for clothing, I didn't really have the skill sets for it. And it was so graphic design based, I knew that wasn't really where I wanted to rest. I wanted to kind of move into more of traditional hands-on art. Then knowing that, what was your next step? I think, honestly, I just was still a little, I wouldn't want to say lost, but I just kind of felt like, all right, I know what I need to do. I just kind of need to wait for that opportunity to present itself. I kept taking a few more classes at Art Center, I took classes at American Animation Institute. I was able to do uh, art mentorship under the Mode of Arty program. So I just really kept up as best as I could with my education, applied constantly, looked for work constantly, um, and just kept drawing. That's all I was really doing, reading where I could, studying where I could on my own time. That's really kind of all I could do. It was kind of a moment where you just sort of, again, work on your skill sets. Don't lose sight of your goal, but you do have to patiently wait for the opportunity to arise. After all of this work and all of your education, you eventually got the opportunity to work as a color artist for children's books. 
Can you tell me a little bit about that experience and and what it's like to be an illustrator for a book? So the color artist work I did was a as a freelance artist for Disney Publishing. And actually, the way that I got that role was by going through LinkedIn. Part of what you can do to kind of keep up your skills, of course, is taking classes. It's collaborating. Um, it's studying. But also, you really need to promote yourself. And a lot of people promote themselves on social media. But other ways is almost like cold calling people. But it's not cold calling. It's just kind of cold emailing people or mailing out portfolios to people. So one of the things that I did was I just went all through LinkedIn, all the connections I could find that were related to areas of industry where I wanted to work and just connecting with people. And if they connected, then I would send them, you know, a polite message. You know, I'm I'm very interested in what you do. I'd love to talk more about it or sending them a portfolio saying, here's what I would really like to do. If you have an opportunity, please let me know. It's effort. It's the effort that you have to put into it if you really want that to be your goal. So I really pushed it. I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure there's people out there who, who know me just from being very aggressive with portfolio submission and emails and contacts, but I got lucky and I found the art director uh, for color at Disney Publishing on LinkedIn. And I messaged her, just introduced myself after making a connection, um, just said, if you have any freelance work, I would love to be considered for those kinds of roles or um, projects. Please let me know. And she was really great, actually. She had, the, at the point in time, it said, you know, great, you know, your your work looks really nice, but we don't have anything right now. Just come back to me in another, you know, month or two. You know, we'll see. Hopefully we'll have something for you. So it was good. It was, it was a, a no, we don't have anything right now, but come back again. So uh, again, actually, it's a good outcome. It doesn't sound good, but it is a good outcome. So I was able to just kind of keep in touch with her. She finally um, said, yeah, okay, listen, I have some stuff for you. Let's take a test. So she gave me um, an image from Finding Dory. She gave me an image of Dory. And for color, what you're all you're ever going to do with color is work off of a color key, and then you'll just paint a character. Or Later on, you might paint backgrounds or something. So she sent me one Dory. She gave me some special brushes that were for part of the design of Dory. And then a background, like this is where, you know, Dory's going to be floating in water. Go for it. And so, I, I mean, I had no experience really doing that much color <laughs> work. And it, it was all painting. It wasn't even really drawing. They give you the line art to work off of, which you won't work with the line art, but you'll work off of it. So it was all 100% color. And again, I was kind of a little nervous because I hadn't done full-on digital color painting like that. Like I've done digital painting, but this is Disney publishing. This is the big time. I just thought, okay, you know what? She would not ask me to do this if she didn't think I could do it. So I went for it. I painted it, turned it back into her. She's like, okay, good. This looks pretty good. Now let's do nine more of them. And so she she gave me like eight more images of Dory. And it was really neat because it makes a full flow animation of where Dory kind of swims up to the viewer. So yeah, it was really, really neat. It was so challenging, but it was also really rewarding at the same time. I absolutely love how it turned out, but I felt really, really lucky that I was even given the opportunity and I'm super thrilled that it turned out. And after that test, she said, okay, here, she might just throw a couple projects my way saying, okay, you know what, can you repaint, you know, Nemo in this picture? Or we need a repaint of this character. It doesn't match the color in the scene. So here's the pages before, here's the page that she's supposed to be in. Can you repaint this character to match the color tone? Things like that. So I think I did about one full background with characters and then I just did some spot characters as well. 
but yeah, that was uh, very unexpected, but super thrilling at the same time. And it really inspired me to kind of think about, okay, maybe this is something else that I want to do. Working as an intern with Disney, I kind of realized, okay, this is fun, but graphic design just really isn't quite my, uh, my thing. But Disney publishing, extremely challenging, very hard, and definitely stressful. But at the end of it, I thought, oh my God, you know what? I love that. That was hard, but I loved it. So I, I really, after that, I thought, you know what, this is something where I could definitely see myself um, spending several years working uh, in this division. It is really cool to hear that there's a dedicated person that can often just focus on the color of the images. That's really neat. Yes, it was really interesting. The thing is with Disney Publishing is they have a lot of franchises that they have to work with Um by, by the year. And Disney really, and again, this is Disney and Pixar, they crank out a lot of animated films, but it's not just one book for one movie, you know, twice a year. It's six books for one movie or, you know, multiple books for one movie that all have different images in them and things like that. So it's actually, there's quite a lot that they have to churn out. So they do have kind of like an assembly line where they have line art, uh, layout artists and character artists that are just doing the line art. And then it gets passed on after it's approved to the color team. Like my art director would make color keys for all of the images and then we would work off of those color keys. So we would get a rough color and that's what we would work with when we did a full paint. Wow, that is really interesting. Something that I've always been curious about is when you're working as sort of like a freelance artist or illustrator, how you do come about getting commissions for projects. So it's interesting to hear that LinkedIn is actually something that could be really beneficial for getting work like that. So on that note, you are currently working full-time at ABC Mouse. How did that opportunity come about? So I think it was through LinkedIn I saw a job posting for another position at Age of Learning for, it was a completely different position on a completely different team than I'm on now. And I applied for it. The recruiter contacted me and said, oh, okay, you know, let's have you do a test for this team. And I said, okay. So I did an art test for them, um, but it didn't really go anywhere, but it was good because I was actually able to kind of connect with the recruiter, which is really, really important and keep a good line of communication open with them. And then there was another posting that was for an illustrator with the same company, Age of Learning, but it was part of a different team. And so I applied for it and they contacted me pretty quickly. Yeah, I did an art test for them. I got to speak with the design manager and one of the um, art directors. They seemed like really, really cool people. And then I think right after the art test, they invited me to come in and do a formal interview. It was pretty intimidating. I think it was like a 10, like maybe 10 people total that I ended up interviewing with. Whoa. Uh, yeah, it was wild. But they said, you know, let's come in and do an interview. And I got uh, hired onto the team um, as an illustrator. And I've been here ever since. Wow. So what kinds of things do you get to do while you're there? So the best part about this job is that I get to do a little bit of everything. I mean, everything, <laughs> uh, which is really, I don't, I personally, I love it. I've worked on character designs, prop designs, harvestable designs. I've done some user interface mockups. I think I even uh, had an early assignment of coming up with a backdrop for our website before our game even launched. Just It was one of those things that was really neat where it kind of got shelved. It was like, oh, this is great. Okay, this is the direction we want to go. And then it got shelved. And then it doesn't reappear again until all of a sudden I see it being used as official 
uh, marketing assets. So all of a sudden it's in the commercials and it's on the website and it's uh, everywhere. Um, you know, it's on television and stuff. I hadn't seen it for like two years. I thought, oh, wait a minute. Oh, hold on. No, I was like, I did that. <laughs> I did that a long time ago. I can't believe you guys used that. I didn't think you actually were going to use the legitimate art, but um, they did. So like I said, they there's a little bit of everything in this role um, from graphic stuff to characters, backgrounds, items. So lots of stuff that I get to do. Definitely, I'm not just an illustrator. It's illustration, it's concept art, it's a little bit of graphic design, things like that. The best kind of job is something that's got so much variety in it. And that's, it's really awesome to hear how many things you get to do. But I'm curious, because of your background with working in the clothing lines and working on color and then getting to wear so many hats with what you're doing currently, do you have a favorite medium? I love painting. And if it's a traditional versus digital, I think I've worked so much now in digital where I might lean a little bit more towards that. But I still always try and flex back and forth between traditional media and digital media just to kind of make sure I, you know, keep things fresh in my mind. Mm -hmm. um, I do... I really love what I do now at uh, Age of Learning because I, thankfully, I get to draw from scratch. Um, I get to paint these things. That's the best part about it is that I really get to use all of the skills that I've learned and then and, and even more. Sometimes, I mean, usually and constantly, I feel like I'm asked to do things where I say to myself, I have no idea how to do this, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. And, uh, but I'm lucky. A lot of artists really want to stick with one thing where they just want to be really, really good at characters or they just want to do layout design, stuff like that. And other artists need that variation. That variation, I, I agree with what you said, variation of variety, um, I think really, really helps creative wise. And if you get to have that in your day to day, in your nine to five, you're not going to get bored. There's always going to be something new that's asked of you. Um, and that's the best part about this role is I'm always asked to do new things um, that I haven't done before. Um, and it's, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. So do you have a favorite project you've ever worked on? I really, really liked the stuff that I did for Disney Publishing. It just, it was extremely challenging. I really, really didn't think I could do something like that. Um, and for someone to kind of just throw something at me out of the blue and for me just to jump head in and have it turn out as well as it did, that's what I, I really loved. It was super challenging, but it was also extremely rewarding at the same time. But there's some things that I'm working on right now for um, our Game Adventure Academy can't talk about it or show it yet, but it's just a lot of really fun, unique things. I get to kind of work on uh, some storytelling aspects a little bit of some of the designs that I'm working on and tell more of a story in these illustrations because they are much more concept art based versus uh, a final illustration. So I'm, I'm super excited about the things that I'm working on right now. I'm excited to see when it does come out, kind of what you were able to create. So that's really awesome. So I do have a couple questions that I like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast. So the first one is, if you could choose any career other than your current one and you didn't have to worry about school or money or anything, what do you think you'd choose? I mean, there, I always, like I said, when I was a kid, I really, really loved killer whales and I wanted to be a killer whale trainer. I still think, you know, <laughs> even though what's happened and... Um, in in very in recent years with yeah. with that kind of industry i don't know it's not a good idea anymore but um i mean I'll, it would be really cool to um to be a dolphin and killer whale trainer um i would try it i would try it at least once <laughs> that i could that i could be done but um 
yeah, I, I think, you know, if I could be out there, if I could pick one out there thing, I would, I would fulfill that one dream that I had since childhood. That's awesome. I especially love like that little dream when you were younger still exists. So that's really cool. <laughs> so my last question is, do you have any advice on how to translate your passions into a career? Um, I think no matter what, you really have to have, you have to have courage to do it and you really have to be extremely proactive. And I think the passion is part of it. You definitely have to have that passion because that's important, but you also just really have to push. And I think that if you want a career in, in art, you, you can do it. Don't ever think or don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't do it or it's not possible. It absolutely is possible in, in any field you want to do. If you want it and you feel it in your heart and your soul that that's something that you want to do and it's going to be fulfilling and rewarding to you, then I say go for it. But it's not going to be easy. And I ha I'll say for myself, it wasn't easy. It took a long time for me to even get a full-time job. From when I graduated to when I got this job, which is my first full-time in-house job, it took a long time. But you can't give up. You can't expect it to be handed to you. You can't expect just to you know come out of school or come out of an internship and say, I've got it. I'm done. I don't need to work that hard no you still have to keep working you still have to keep growing you really have to work hard on promoting yourself and improving your skills um, making industry connections um, but always just number one like just have faith that you can accomplish it it might not be easy it might take longer or it might not take that long at all depending um, but don't let go of it if I can do it anyone can do it really well said and I think you you fully embody the advice that you give I mean it from what we've learned just hearing your story today it definitely seems like you you have a lot of dedication and a lot of commitment to what you love and and that really paid off for you so that's that's excellent advice well Carly thank you so much for coming on the podcast today this was a blast learning about you and your career thank you so much for again for having me I'm really really glad that we were able to do this Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Carly, her links are in the description down below. If you like the show, please leave a rating, subscribe, and comment on whatever platform you listen on. It really helps us out. For more information or to submit your own questions for future guests, you can find us on Instagram at The More Creative or on YouTube at The More Creative Podcast. Again, thanks for listening, and I hope to see you next time.